Very good. If you um, have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Philippians tonight. We're, we're back there, Philippians ch- chapter 3. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, you may not have one uh, that, that, or you've got one, but it's a little one. It's got pictures in it, and it's just sort of small for you. Uh, I've got these for free. I'd love to give to you. I've got one here. The rest are in the back of the room. You can see myself, see my wife. Go steal one. You're allowed to steal this. Now, if you have four of these at home, please don't take another one. Uh, it's for those that do not have a Bible and need one. Deal? Good? Yes? There's even one sitting right here in the front row at the end of the service. Feel, feel, feel free to grab it. Cool? Are you all okay? Yeah, okay. No? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I, it's cold. It, it's colder outside than in here, though. Slightly. Uh, so... Um, I am going to, can I, can I just tell y'all, I just don't feel real good today. Do you ever have a day you just wake up and you just don't feel good? You feel a little, uh, a little bit blah? So if I run out of here because uh, I feel like I'm going to throw up, I don't feel like I am, but if I do, you'll know what's going on. Uh, Noah will take over and lead. He, I've got my notes right here, son. Y'all just want to see that. Y'all, y'all want to see what, what, what happens. Uh, now, we, I, I should be good. Um, but like I'm saying, it's just one of those days. We're in the 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 the, the book of what? I've already said it. It was written by. Uh, where was uh, who 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 did he, he write the book to? The Church of Philippine. Where was Paul when he wrote the book? In jail in Rome. That's right. That's right. So 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 that's sort of the background. We're going to read together verses one through seven to start it off. So I'm going to ask as we read this is our main text. Stand up. In honor of God's word tonight, and, and we'll have it on the screen if you don't have it in the Bible in front of you. Uh, and just uh, follow along with me. Don't read along with me, because when you try to read along with a stutter, it can be very challenging. But you can follow along with me. Beginning in verse 1, this is, this is what it says. Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. Uh, just don't miss that part. We're not going to talk a whole lot about that text, but look at who he, how he describes those that are against God, that are against the things of God. He calls them dogs, evildoers, and mutilators of the of the flesh. So, so just don't miss those are strong terms. And when someone is against God, we need to stand strong against the, them. If they're against the things of God, we understand what they are. Uh, we need to love them in Christ, but understand uh, what they are. And then it says this, For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Ooh, when someone goes, well, you think you think you got it? I've got more. So Paul is is, is a very very firm statement. He, he he is saying here, and this is what he says uh, on verse five. I was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel and of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of he, he, Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law blameless 
But whatever I gain I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you for tonight. God, the chance for us to be here to talk about things that are so important to you. And Lord, uh, we just ask for you to move in this place, uh, that, that your word will, will touch hearts and change lives tonight. Uh, and I thank you for the gift of your son. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Everybody have, have, have a seat. So Paul says, hey, don't have confidence in the flesh, okay? So we're going to talk the first half, and it might even be more than half, or what, what are things that we put confidence in that are of the flesh? Of the flesh means that it's not of God. So what are the wrong things that we put faith in? Have you ever put your faith in the wrong things before? Have you ever had a friend let you down? They said they would do one thing and they did something else. We put faith in a lot of things. Sometimes we even sit in a chair that we have faith that it's going to hold us up and it breaks. I was in Africa a long time ago, a much skinnier Dan at, at the time, uh, at the age of probably 20. And I remember being uh, in this hut that had straw on top and it had these, these round uh, bamboo uh, benches. There was just a round pole that you would sort of sit on that would go across. And and more than once on that trip, we had faith it was going to hold us up, but they would just break. I mean, they'd break for everybody. They'd be sitting there in the middle as you would preach. All of a sudden, you hear a crack, and people, you just see feet and more stuff than you ever want to see because they weren't wearing all the right stuff. And and, uh, and so they, it would just happen. So they had faith in, in the, those things, and they didn't hold up. Paul is going to talk about, hey, there's, I, if, if, if you, had a, you think you did all this stuff well, I did it better, and I had more right to have faith in it. But all these things failed me. So, that being said, what's the first thing you don't put your faith in? Paul says this, you think you, you, you have faith, I have more. He says, I was circumcised on the eighth day. Now, I don't want to list a hands on who was circumcised on the eighth day. I don't want to know any of that stuff. And you, some of you might be going, well... Uh, I know that's a funny term. I'm not quite sure what it means. You can either go to your parents. I encourage you to go to your parents or Pastor Nick if you want to know more about that. If it, no, I'm kidding. Just go to your mom and dad. I cha- cha- challenge you, go ask your mom and dad about it, okay? Because they really want to talk, talk to you about these, these things. That's important. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, and this is what I will say about it. It's a procedure for little boys uh, in their private part. And Paul even writes here, it's interesting, uh, on the eighth day, I was circumcised. And what's interesting in the book of Leviticus twelve three, it says this, on the eighth day, the boy is to be circumcised. That was sort of the law, the rule of law. Interesting me- medical fact about that. Um, me- me- medical mar- uh, science has affirmed that an infant's blood uh, Clotting me- 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 mechanism is, is, is fully engaged by their eighth day after birth. And you want stuff to clot. Amen. Okay, so this is interesting. So the question, what do they mean by that? And, and this is what, what do you not put faith in? Well, I'm not going to put my faith in that. Good. But this is what it means. Does an infant have the choice to be circumcised or not? Would a one-year-old or two-year-old or four-year-old? No, no. 
Who makes that choice? Can I tell you this? For your spiritual faith, you cannot put, use the faith of your parents and what they say for you. That's not going to affect eternity for you if you have a relationship with Christ or not. You cannot ride the coattails of your parents. Well, man, my dad's an elder at the church. My dad's a deacon at the church. My dad's this. My mom's that. They do this. They do that. That's a great thing. And I want every parent to be a part of something like that in the church. But they cannot carry your faith. You've got to own your own faith. So you can't put your faith in your heritage or lineage. Now, it's going to say more. I'm going to explain more about about that. Um, Because it goes on to say he's on the eighth day. He was um, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. What's important about being of the, 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 the tribe of ben, ben, Benjamin? Why, why would he, he, he sort of say that, boast about that? Why, why, why did that have weight to it? Maybe I've got it on my notes. Anybody know that for a fact? Maybe. Is it because that is why, and that was known. Benjamin was uh, of 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 all the sons, he was the fav- favorite son, and that was sort of like an honored tribe among themselves. There was a there's a big pride about that. Seamus, you might be right. Oh, 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 I, I think you are. I just don't want to affirm it without having my notes. Um. So so and it's, then he says this. He's a Hebrew of. Hebrews. That means, man, of the Jews, I did everything a Jew was supposed to do, supposed to look like, act like, lead like, sound like. It's, it's like if, if, if I would hope for you, your goal is to be a Christian of Christians, that you, will, you, you are going to do everything to be a light uh, for Christ everywhere you go and an example for everybody to follow. But it's interesting, he points out, his lineage, where he came from. And, and this is what he says. Hey, you can't, you can't put your faith in where you've come from. Now, the Walsh name is an interesting name. Some of you may have heard this story from quite, quite a ways back. I've shared it. I've got a family crest. Uh, we're from Ireland and uh, Scotland and Britain is where the, the Walsh clan is from. Walsh means, actually means man from Wales or, or Welshman. Okay, so that's sort of my name. This is a this was a a, a saying that we we had. It's it's in Latin. It's a transfixa something something non more something. I can't read it. It's a word. Uh, and what it means though, this is our family saying from way back: is wounded but not dead. Yeah, baby. Hey, we're 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 wounded. We're bleeding. And if you look. Our swan has an arrow through its neck. That's our, this is our real family crest. We were a part of a clan that went up against the MacDonald clan. So if you're related to the MacDonalds, I have a beef with you. Because uh, 800 Walshmen went against 1,200 of the MacDonald clan, and seven Walshmen survived. Oof. Hey. Wounded but not dead, baby. We got seven of us alive, baby, right? I don't know why you clap, clap for that. My, you know, my, my 
history and on the Walsh side, I've tr- tried to look back and what's this Walsh name like? Like when did we come to America? Because as you age, you just want to sort of find out these things. What's interesting is my great great grandfather uh, uh, was a one male, and there was like five sisters that he had. He was the only male to c- carry on the Walsh name. He had one son and two daughters. One more son to carry on the name. My 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 grand grandfather had had one son and three daughters. My dad had one son and one daughter. We have barely made it this far. Do you understand? I have changed. I've got two sons, so I have a chance to change this this dynamic. So. So, I'm, you know, sometimes when you talk about your name, you can be proud of where you've come from, all that stuff. But we can't put it on it. My, my granddaddy was a Baptist pre- preacher, and, and that, that's not true for me. Uh, but, you know, we, we put faith in, well, that's where I came from. My grandmother, my granddad, we put all this faith in them, and you've got to own the faith yourself. That's great if you've got heritage in your life. But it's got to build from you. You can't live off of that. Does that make sense? Sort of. It, it, it's like this. Um, and some some of you say, uh, I, I some not not you. I'm, I, I'm, but some people say, Hey, I'm okay because I'm an American. So I know my faith is good. I'm an American, and we think America means faith in Christ, saved, going to heaven for sure. There's some people that really believe that. Some of you are looking like what. Really, they do. Hey, I'm good because I'm Baptist. Some of you, don't be stunned, but we're a Baptist church. Don't freak out. You're like, what? Uh, And then you go, well, we're not just Baptist. We're Southern Baptist. So we're really good. And we put our faith in this heritage stuff, and that doesn't mean anything. But a lot of uh, people, we can joke about it, but that's what they rest on. Hey, I'm good, man. I was born in the USA. I'm a Christian. Ah, there's more to that than that. And then he says this. In regard to the law, I was a Pharisee. Now, a Pharisee was a, a Jewish leader of high privilege. Uh, it was a, a sect of, 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 of the Jews that was very strict on the law. Very, they would have the law, and then they would add all their own laws to it. Like one law would have like 14 more laws they would add to it just to make themselves seem more grand and loving and pious. And so they would have all these laws. It was formed, believed to have formed during the intertestamental time period. This is a time period when God was quiet from the Old Testament to the New. 400 years of, of quiet, this sort of sect rose up of the Jews. And so they, were, they, would, they would live by this law. I, I do everything just, just right. And they had this ranked. And sometimes we can get a rank. We can smell rank, but we can get a, a rank as well. We could be like, and I'm not, I'm not writing this in because I'm, I'm, there's some people on to dip on their toes right now. But there's some that go, hey, I'm good I'm on the worship team. I'm good, man. And we, we, we think we're, we're, we're solid because, well, I'm, I'm good because my daddy's a, de- a deacon here at this church. 
And he's going to get you fired if you're, if you're mean to me. We have this rank. We even have it within our own, own life. Do you know how many mission trips I've been on? Man, I'm good. Hey, do you know how much my, 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 my family gives to the church? We're good. We, we all find rank and status somewhere. And, he, and Paul says, Look, listen, you cannot put your faith in rank or title. And he says this, as for zeal, as for like passion, he said, I was persecuting the church. I didn't, I didn't only, I wasn't only like a Pharisee that that did it all right, but man, I was fighting that this, that I was going to stamp out anything that was against this of the Jews. And, and he tried to. Emotion, excitement. You know, your faith, it doesn't matter how much zeal and pep and excitement that you have. And this is the truth. I've had the privilege to work with youth for about 25 years, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen a, a student that all of a sudden was, man, they're wearing the neon I Love Jesus shirt, and they've got the WWJD whatever uh, trucker hat, and they are, 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 are like, yeah, man, yeah, baby, Jesus, baby, yeah. And usually that person lasts for about that long. And most of them, and I hate it, but most of these guys or girls that have been that emotional, yeah, man, I love Jesus, yeah, it's all about that. A lot of them aren't in the church after two years. Man, it just didn't give me what I needed. Man, I just didn't have that feeling anymore. And can I tell you, if your faith is a feeling, it's never going to make it. Never going to make it. Your e emotions. We, 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 we put our, our faith in it. There was a kid in, in my, my old group, not this church, my, my last church named, I'll just call him Cam. And uh, man, he was, he was that kid. And, uh, and I tried to talk to him. I, he, would, like, he would be the one that would stand like, in the front. We'd do the, the praise songs and he'd be like this or getting on his knees real, really loud and just emotional. And some, like I'd have bands that would come in and lead, and they go, dude, man, that kid is on fire. And I'd be like, that kid is one step away from hell. You know, what are you talking about? He's on fire. He, he, is, he is on fire in the wrong way. Uh, because we can look like we got it all together, man. Yeah, baby. But if it's a feeling, it's not. It's more than that. It's, it's the relationship, and we're going to get to. We're talking about what faith is not, and that, 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 that's what Paul's saying here. This is what faith is not. And he's about to go, but this is what faith is. So one of the last things here, it says, as for legalistic righteousness, he said, I was thoughtless. You know, the rules and the law and all that stuff you're supposed to do to look good and to do right. I did it all right. Man, I, I was good. No one was better at me. And you go, man, that's, that's a lot of pride, Paul. But Paul's about to explain to you, there's, there's more regret in everything that he, he's saying. He's like, I'm not proud of this. This is not about pride. This is about what a waste I did of all this stuff. So your, your lineage can't help you. Your rank cannot help you. Your emotions, not going to help you. And your character, wow, even character doing right and wrong, that's not going to help you? No, because it's more than just a list of rules that you follow. If you love, love Jesus, you're, you're going to do all this stuff right. And it's so much more than that. Um, I was the type of kid 
when I was 14, 15, 16. I mean, I was the good kid. I was the kid that the friends uh, of mine and their parents, their, their parents loved me. They would try to get me to spend the night more and more at their house. They, they would call and invite me over to spend the night with their kid, trying to help their kid to stay out of trouble, spend time with me. That's just the type of kid I was because it's hard to be a, a, a bully punk kid when you stutter and you can't say your name. You just can't really go that route well. You don't last. So I tried it when I was seven. Um, <clears throat> so... So I, I was that kid that was good, that was good, man, just doing everything right, and just trying to, trying to just, in everybody's eyes. And then I remember when I went to that camp, man, I looked around, and these kids weren't, weren't better than, than me, but, but they had something that I did not have. And I began to see, dude, I'm, I'm missing something. There's a key ingredient that they have, which was Jesus Christ, a relationship with Jesus Christ, because this is what... I understood. I can be as good as I, I can be and look great, but inside I'm, I'm always going to feel it's not. I know it's not enough. No, I'm not going to make it. Your, 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 your character isn't going to do the trick. There's a, a story in the Bible my uh, father-in-law says is the saddest story in the Bible. Do you know what story that is? Michelle, you can't say it. What do we think is the saddest story in the Bible? Well, I'll show you. What do you think? The death of Jesus is probably, yeah, I think that trumps your, your dad's story. But I, I, I agree with that. The brothers through Joseph in the well. Okay, there's, so there are, y'all are right, those are sad stories. This is one of the sad stories, okay? Uh, Matthew chapter 19, turn there. It's in the first book of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is going to be the first book of the Gospels. Matthew chapter 19, I, I sort of want you to see this. The story, I think, I, do I have the words there or no? Oh, I do? Okay, good. I thought I might have put, put them up there. This is what it says in verse 16, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Now, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there's only one who is good. If you want to, to enter life, obey the commandments. Which one's the man inquired? And Jesus replied, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All these things I've kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. I mean, this guy was doing everything right, everything right. He said, hey, good teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? And he says, hey, that's great. Sell what you have and, and, and give it to the poor and follow me. And he, it says that he went away sad. He heard the truth and he didn't respond to the truth. Character is not enough. You must have relationship. I'm convinced, don't be offended by this, but everybody is born with a stupid gene. Stupid gene. Uh, And it tends to flare up a lot more uh, in the teenage age group, no offense, and young young college, it tends to sort of show itself a lot more. But we, we all have this gene. It starts when you're when 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 you're six or five. Uh, I remember, sorry, no, this wasn't part of my notes. It's just a story that I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and Noah is 
is uh, in his room. Michelle is in our room. There's a hallway right there. I'm watching TV, and Noah begins to, he's probably, not even four or five, something, he's probably 12. Uh, And so I'll see, I'm watching Sports Center or a game or something, and, and I see a blur, and this, this body is, is walking past me like this. And I'm looking at him thinking, he really thinks I can't see him. And so I, got, I let him get about halfway because I was like starting to laugh, and it was before phones and stuff like that, so I couldn't get on video or I would let, let, let you see this video. And um. And uh, I, I said, Noah. And he goes, but he, he kept his hand up. And I said, son, what are you doing? And he goes up and looks at me. He said, I'm just going to go talk to mom for a second. Stupid gene, right? That's, that's, that's a young form of the stupid gene. But we all get this stupid gene. We think we can get away with stuff and we can't and the, the where the stupid gene shows up do you do you ever know what is right to do it, you clearly know what is right to do and you choose something else Stu, stupid gene shows up some of you, my, my wife's like you're using that word way too much don't call these kids stupid they're loved <laughs> you're you're loved and stupid so you know, we all do that. We, we sort of get, we know what's right to do. But can I tell you, even if you get it all right, even if you, you get it all right, it's not enough. Quit putting your faith in just being a, a goody-goody. I, I want you to do right. I want you to choose to do what's right. But that's not going to get you in right relationship with Christ. You being good enough for him? No. You'll never be good enough for him. But he loves you. He's fighting for you. He's pursuing you. That's the beautiful news of the gospel. So look at this in verse 7. This is what he says in verse 7. After he says, hey, I had all this stuff right. And this is what he says about all that stuff. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a right righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God is by faith. We cannot put our faith in our heritage. We cannot put it in our rank and status. We cannot put it in our emotions and how we feel that day. We cannot put it in even how good we are. When we put it all in that, and that's what our relationship with Christ is based in, it's, it's rubbish. It's lost. So what do we put our faith in? Okay? So all that to this. Simple, straightforward. This is what he writes in, in verse 10. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering and becoming like him in his death. So what do you put your Faith in, step one, knowing Christ. What does that mean? I, I know Christ. I have I've saw a thing on, on a, A&E channel about him and how he was sort of true but sort of not, and they didn't know what they were saying. 
we, we, we know of who, who he was. It's, 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 it's pr- proven that he, he was real, but it's more than just knowing about him. Know the word there in the Greek is ginosko. Say ginosko. Ginosko means I know ex- experientially. That means I know it because I've experienced it. That's, that's the word. So when he says, I want to know, that means I want to experience Christ. I want to know him like that. So the question is, how do you know him experientially? And it says it in the next line here. Look at this. I want to know him. Uh, 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 I just lost my I want to know Christ in the power of his resurrection. To know Christ, dip two, you've got to experience the power of the resurrection. You've got to understand. That's what the gospel is. It's not that, well, I believe that Jesus was real and he was good and he showed us how to live. That's not the gospel. The gospel, the good news is this. I'm a sinner. Man, I'm a wreck and I cannot get to God on my own. Even when I try to do everything good, I know I still mess up and I know my thoughts mess up. I just cannot get this right. And God saw that you couldn't get it right. So he sent his son to earth to be born as a baby, to live a life without sin, a perfect life. And not only that, that's not the gospel there. Where it becomes it is that in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, it says, For he who knew no sin, that's Jesus, became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. That he was laid on that cross, paid the price for our sin, and, and because of his, the debt that he paid, he didn't have to pay his own debt because he did not sin, but he paid for your debt for those who put their faith and trust in him. That is the gospel. But you cannot know Jesus without experiencing the power of the resurrection. There's power in the resurrection. I hope, man, if you go, yeah, I put my faith in Christ, I hope you understand, oh, man, that's what changed my life. That's, that's, that's what gave me hope when I had no hope, was the power of the resurrection. That is the gospel. Don't, don't miss that. And then it says this. It says, um, when we understand and experience the power of the, of the resurrection, when by the, the massive grace of God our sins have been forgiven, we can take the next step. We will take the next step. Where he talks about, Fellowship in the sharing of his suffering. Do you understand following Christ in this world that is against Christ is going to cause you to suffer? Everybody who's a follower of Jesus, in some way you will suffer. This is the worst persuasive way to go, hey, you need to get saved because you know what? God's going to change your life and it will be a billion times better forever but you're going to struggle and suffer because the world's going to hate you and it's going to hate it. But that's what the gospel is. There was a story. Um, do you understand that perse- persecution is, com- is in this world today that we live in to those that believe in Christ? We may, some go, yeah, man, I had someone make fun of me at, at school. I understand that that's a form of it, and I know that hurts, but there's so much more than that. Around, this, around the world. There's a story that has gone vir- viral just a few da- days ago of a, of a church in China, China, China uh, and they're doing a crackdown where they're beginning to uh, imprison all the elders and leaders in the churches there that this is going on 
And so this story, uh, and the, they begin to, to arrest uh, 100 members of this church uh, on de- December 9th. It's de- December 12th, okay? So we're talking three day- days ago, they begin to round them up. And a lot of them don't know where they are. This is just a little clip. There's two clips. The first clip's going to run into the second, so you shouldn't have to t- touch a button. Uh, and I just want you to, to hear. This is a guy that uh, name. Uh, his name is uh, Wang. Is I don't know is his first name. He's the pastor there of the church. And this is just from two two weeks ago when he preached to his church. Amen. I want you to see this. You you've got to read it. 灵性的生活, Unless you know,在灵魂和信仰的重要性。正因为灵性的生活是人类生活的本质,正因为信仰是我们最不能够失去的,最宝贵的甚至是我们这些罪人唯一拥有的财富。所以当这个国家要来夺走我们的财富的时候，求主使圣灵充满我们，求主让我们不但如此，我们要用我们的受逼迫向中国社会来传一个受逼迫的福音，让他们来拷问他们的灵魂价值几何。一个活在今天的中国社会，却又不信耶稣的人，就是一个活着没有一丝尊严的人，就是一个活着被统治的拔光了礼仪和外衣的人，是一个如此可怜的人。但是我们，我们不可怜，我们这些可怜的人被耶
Does this sound like a weak man or a strong man? Man. Pow, 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 powerful. This is, this is, and there, there's, a, I'm reading just a small, small bit of it. I've got about 20 of these cop, copies on that, that table. If you like just to, to read it and see it, I'd really love for you just to take a look at it. Uh, but this is what I'm going to end, end with on, on what he said. What, what these next two days or these um, next few weeks hold, we do not know. These days are in the hands of the Lord. Just as he turns the dew into frost and the rain into snow, just as he makes the fragrance of the plum bl- blossom waft across the bitter cold, we are in the hands of the Lord. How wonderful it would be if because of this suffering, we might be able to give off the sweet fragrance of the gospel. Dude, that is powerful. He goes on to write, hey, encourage you, keep meeting as a group. As long as there's an elder there or someone there to teach you, keep worshiping together. Don't stop. And if all of us are arrested, then then I know there's no elders left to lead. Y'all stay in your small groups. Y'all meet in your small groups. Do not give up. Do not stop. That's a powerful letter. I don't know if this church had it all right, but everything I've studied and looked, they had the gospel pretty, pretty solid. And they're like, man, we're not going to give up. This is occurring in our world today. Who knows if one day that type of stuff might, might occur here. I'm not trying to scare y'all, or, but who knows where our world is going at this point. It has definitely changed much for the worse towards the church from when I first began to serve in the church until now. It's two different worlds completely, and it can get a whole lot worse. I'm just going to ask y'all to uh, to one thing, pray for this church. And the churches in, in China, there's quite a few that are being cracked down upon. They're saying you've got to reg- reg- register with the state, and if you do that, then you, you're only allowed to say certain things and only allowed to meet at certain times. And this church says, no, we are going to preach the word of God. You got a question? They, they did. And sharing the gospel and teaching the gospel, which is, is, is scary. So, final thing, Christmas is almost here, guys. I mean, I hope you all have a great Christmas. Um, but what are you putting your faith in? Are you, is it in the power of the resurrection and knowing Jesus, you knowing him? Or is it in, well, I'm good enough. Man, I go to church. I go to youth group. I'm part of the Mercy Hill Youth Group. I'm good. If that's all you've got, you're not. Man, and I want you more than anything to be good with Christ, to know him, experientially know him. Let, let, let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for your text, for your word. God, I just lift up this church to you that is in um, fighting to be a light in a place that is so very dark. God, I ask for your protection. I ask for wisdom. I ask for your grace, uh, your power, and your love to fall upon these that are afraid or that are attacked or are hurt. God, help us to quit, quit getting caught up in stupid stuff here that tends to wreck our day. And may we be, be more concerned about those in this world 
that we need to pray for, that we need to fight for, that we need to intercede for. Uh, Lord, help us here be a light uh, for your honor and for, for glory. And Lord, may, may all the students and adults in this room know you and the power of your re- 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 resurrection. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.